0: Some claim that the age of a true gentleman is far behind us, but here at 284 Media, obviously, we disagree. He may appear in different guises today, but the values and ideals that make him a gent still stand. Gentlemen, aspiring gentlemen, and of course, the women that hold us down. I'm Ron Grant. Welcome to The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman, a show poised to help guide modern-day men into 21st century distinguished gentlemen. Don't worry, it's not always about suits and ties, but raw real-life lessons that translate to grounded, community-minded, Well rounded men. Thank you all for taking this journey with me. Education, in my opinion, is the single most important prerequisite for self advancement. Now, that doesn't always mean that college is for you because it is not for everyone. Let's just get that straight. But finding your avenues to educate and develop yourself is a huge factor to life and living your best life as a man. My next guest knows a thing or two about education and young men. He is the principal of the Virgin Islands School of Technical Studies. He spends his days giving of his best to pour into the future, gentleman, and I think he's doing a pretty good job. We talk education, finding purpose, and looking the part with Principal Andy Francis after a word from our sponsors Brilliant Hands and Minds Learning Center. Brilliant Hands and Minds Tutoring Services, one-on-one tutorials in math and English, intense homework assistance, academic enrichment, school projects, effective communication and public speaking development, sign language for adults and children on Saturdays only, Registered with the Virgin Islands High School Certificate Program, Brilliant Hands and Minds can help you too. Offering intense curriculum-based training to help you or your loved ones get their high school diploma. It's time to make your family's education a number one priority. Hurry, space is limited. Brilliant Hands and Minds Learning Center. We are the trained education professionals. <sighs> ah. Gentlemen, aspiring gentlemen and the women that hold us down, welcome back. Principal Francis, welcome to the Art of a Distinguished Gentleman. Thanks for having me, Ra. You are at the helm of one of the territory's most important facilities, educational institutions. And I say important because we are specifically talking about technical education in the Virgin Islands. What's a day like in the life of Principal Francis?
1: Well, it's interesting that you asked that question because I have been part of a program back home in Jamaica, mm-hmm. a day in the life of the principal, which was actually filmed from home through the day, getting back home. Okay. But generally it's it's a difficult job, it's an interesting job, and it's a job that I love. Okay. My day typically starts out by getting into the office somewhere around seven to seven thirty. Okay. Better. So I'm not the only one that goes to work at that time. It's, it's an opportunity to set the pace for the day. I agree. It's an opportunity to look at my things to do list mm-hmm. and rework, prioritize that list before anyone else comes. As soon as the bell goes for nine o'clock, then students are off to assembly, whether it's house assembly, general assembly, then class starts within half an hour. But between... My getting to the office mm-hmm. and the start of class, many things can happen. Of course. We have customers coming in, which could be parents, representative from the Ministry of Education and our stakeholders. And that tend to delay the start of classes sometimes. There are times when we have challenges with students, you know, having their more differences to, yeah. that needs attention. And of course, Teachers may need assistance in, in some areas as well. So the day never necessarily go as planned. And hence the importance in getting to the office early, even wow. though school ends at 4.30. Yeah.
0: You spoke earlier about it not being an easy job. What if, if you could pinpoint one or two things, what's the most difficult part about being the principal of the
1: territory's
0: only technical school?
1: There are challenges that arise sometimes, but for me, I think most importantly, is outcomes. Because parents, at the end of the day, have an expectation mm-hmm. that their student, their, their child, their children will graduate with their diplomas.
0: Parents have an expectation of everybody except parents, but <laughs> nevertheless, no, go ahead.
1: <laughs> and of course, it's, it's my responsibility, mm-hmm. being the representative from the Ministry of Education, Ensure that at the end of the day, students are going to class, and they can do graduate with that diploma. The students will always students, so sometimes you have to be behind them. Why you're not in class, oh sir? I have to go to the bathroom. Why you're not in class, oh sir? I came down to get some water. So it's always something. So to be behind them every minute of the day, that's a challenge, especially when you have your Requirements to meet. Mm -hmm. So, for me, that's part of the most difficult challenges that I have on a day to day basis. Walking the campus, seeing students, different issues. I have my own responsibilities, so it can be very difficult at times.
0: Let me say this as a, a former teacher myself, I appreciate you very much, and you have my utmost respect because you are simply, in my opinion, a walking, breathing, living example of a distinguished gentleman. And that is quite important when it pertains to education. When I taught, I had at one point a young man said to me, teacher, we well, always wearing this tie, and <laughs> hot, you know, the place hot where well, you always wearing this tie. And you are an example for your students. I absorb the way you deal with them and the speech and the, the, the response, the yes, sure. sir. And that is something that I think has been missing for a very long time. So first of all, thank you for bringing that in in your very own way back to education at your institution. And Secondly, when you interact with your students, and I'm sure some of them have, might have asked you the same question, teacher, you had na jacket, you that tie. What is your main goal in being a representative of the institution
1: when it comes to being, a, being an example? Well, definitely. There are students, and especially our male students, yes. who, their shirt will always be out of their mm-hmm. pants. And I'm constantly behind them. Why And your shirt not in your pants? Boy, sir, it's two short. Why, <laughs> sir, the time is hot. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying when I leave home in the mornings and I tuck in my shirt, mm-hmm. it stays in for the entire day. So it's either you're not preparing yourselves properly before you get to school. Our students have, you know, various different challenges when it comes to decorum. And as such, part of what we do is not just to educate them. But to ensure that when they leave the gates of the institution, they can represent the institution in their place of work. Because believe it or not, many employers will ask, what institution did you attend? Yeah, of course. And we want to ensure that at the end of the day, what I call the employability skills are embedded within these young men. So we ensure that at all times, we're on the same page at the school as it relates to that form of discipline okay. in terms of their outlook, in terms of their dress code.
0: Why do you think there might not be, or there is a, a low amount of males in the teaching profession? And that's not only in the territory of the original, that's regionally and internationally. There's a shortage of male teachers. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, th- there is. I, I can't necessarily pinpoint exactly what are the reason? Because even at the University of the West Indies, there is a reduction of men in certain profession. Okay, so when you look at what was happening in the engineering field, for example, that was predominantly men. We are seeing women taking over that field. Growing up, men were not dominant within the teaching, learning process, but of course. Most times, there were men who were leading the process as far as being principals. Within the technical field itself, most times you found that there were men who were leading those initiatives. To the twenty-first century, there are women who are the woodwork teachers, the Indeed. metalwork teachers, the engineering teachers. So, it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what are the reasons because it's not just the teaching profession. It's right across the board. When I speak to my students in terms of what is it that you want to become? Teaching is never, ever one of the first and many of our young men and of course, our young women need a lot of guidance in terms of career choices. Many of them need to understand when you watch television, for example, and you see the DJs or the singers. That's what they want to aspire to be because they're seeing society offering these people nice cars, nice homes, a lot of money. And education was never the route to get there. And so they tend to emulate that. So I think we need to get back to a place where we can let them understand that, yes, you may want to be a DJ, but an education is very, very important in order to get there. Where did your passion for teaching come from? Interestingly, I I never had a passion for teaching. I graduated high school, went to college and did engineering. Okay. And came back home and I just happened to see one of my past teachers Mm -hmm. who said, you know, we need an industrial art teacher. Do you want to fill in? And I remember I went home and I mentioned it to my parents and they said, okay, it's your alma mater. go and i end up doing no 23 years in teaching i mean it started off very slow because then you couldn't differentiate myself from the students because i was young (laughs) getting into the, the the educational field so i could relate to that in a sense because when i started out
0: started to teach in 2015 the only differentiation was the beard and the the, the tie as well.
1: So I, I could I could relate to that. Don't yeah. believe me. It's And furthermore, if I happen to wear a khaki pants and a white shirt, it made it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the things that I realized is that once you set your pace mm-hmm. from day one, yeah. letting the students understand exactly who you are, what you're about, and your expectation for them, I mean, there are times when you'll have your jokes yeah, and your laughs. But because if you don't say it from important. the beginning, you're going to have a tough time. Yeah. That's part of it. And empower yourselves. Okay. It's not all the time you're going to run and call the principal. Sir, can not you resolve? Initiative, take if- initiative. Empower yourself and solve the problem. When students realize that you are no nonsense person, they'll comply. Indeed. When students realize that, you'll find that off time to sit, play dominoes with them, have some jokes with them. Be relatable they will reach out to you. So that's part of the process for me in terms of reaching out to my students, knowing where they live, knowing their parents, it works for me. Now teachers,
0: much less principals, are not usually as dapper as you. Yeah, A lot of what you see is a bullhorn with a lot of shouting and uh, get back to your class. And I'll be honest, our office is very close to the ESHS campus. So I hear the the constant, you know, going, get to class and da 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 but the, your style, your presentation, what inspired it?
1: I, I think it, it, it has to do with self. It, it has to do with your own passion for what you do. It, it has to do with how you want to relate to persons, how persons perceive you. Mark, you're there, those persons who believe I never smile. Hmm. Students who come up to me and say, sorry, you're smile but they need to understand that whilst we'll have those little half time where we smile and we laugh it's serious business i will sit with my students i will as said run little jokes with them students will come into my office sir can i have a cup of tea considering that i have a coffee maker in my office and that happens every day well wow. students will come into my office sir I really don't have any lunch money today. I'm going to get you the lunch. Students will come and say, Sir, boy, my my shoe, it's gone. I'll purchase the shoe. Mm -hmm. But of course, there are other students who will believe that, boy, Mr. Francis is a rough person, Mm -hmm. you know. I'd rather not go to him. At all, yeah. Right, but sometimes, not until you understand the person. Of course. Persons will normally say, Unless you walk a mile in my shoe, then you have no understanding. And it's the same with the students. You know, you'll have those who believe that boy, the rough tone type of person. But I get that way sometimes because when I see students wasting their time away, when you have to be speaking to students more than once about the same things, when I see students going down the wrong road, when I see students failing, When I see students consistently coming to school late, when I see students not getting their assignments done and the teachers are constantly in my office about that particular student, then, you know, I have to be stern with them. When I was going to school, teachers would say to my parents, why, you know, and he has potential and he needs to bottle down. I don't want my students to experience what I went through. So I use my own experience to try and mold them into what I expect them to be at the end of the day.
0: Awesome. In your definition, what would you see? Or how would you describe a distinguished gentleman?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting question because, you know, growing up, a gentleman was sought to be the one who'd always open the door. Oh, yeah. For the young lady. Yeah. Take her bag or her books and be respectful. That was how my parents brought me up Mm. to be. But with time, things have changed. But I think that's still the foundation because one's character is important. One's integrity is important. High moral values, ethics is important Mm. as well. So I think those are some of the characteristics. Awesome. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with Principal Andy Francis of the Virgin Island School of Technical Studies. You're watching The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman. Welcome back. You're watching The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman. Principal Francis, as you walk through the halls of your institution or the institution that you are at the helm of right now, I'm sure you would see different challenges with, particularly when it comes to the young man. What would you say to a 16 year old student at your institution. What's the one advice you would give based on what you know now and what you've been through as not only an educator but an adult?
1: Well, I think the most critical challenge with most of the young men that I see is decorum. Okay. And secondly, in terms of how they represent themselves, you know, how they speak to people. For young men who are expecting to go into the world of work mm-hmm. or matriculate into higher education, then it's important that they understand exactly what is expected of them. Because we are training institution. It's not just about the academics. They're... I, I had an experience with a young man who he went on three interviews and he didn't get the job. Okay. And he came to my office and asked, oh, Sir Francis, I've done everything that is expected of me. And I remember I asked him to dress, come to my office. And of course, it was his dress code mm. because what he thought was appropriate was for not. an interview yeah. was not. So, We're trying to ensure that we can instill the values of dressing appropriately and not coming to school with the earrings, the hair not combed, the shirt out of the pants, the shoe not cleaned. If we can get that corrected, no, then half the battle would have been won. How you speak, as well. There's another young man who lost a job because. His phone rang. He thought it was his friend who was calling. And his response was, Yo, Mm dog. A prospective employer was calling to schedule an interview. Now, he lost that opportunity because the prospective employer would have called my office to indicate exactly what what happened. So if they can learn how to speak and address themselves, irrespective of who is on the next line, then that would have taken them a far away as well. So those are some of the things that we're trying to instill within them. Even though it is a school environment, we're preparing it for the world of work. Amazing. It's interesting that you raise that
0: that that story, the boat stories, because I have a story myself. When I was in a college in San Francisco, I every Friday it would be our fraternity meetings. And I was in the Kappa Sigma fraternity. I'll never forget it, Principal Francis. I was standing outside the hotel that we would usually have our meetings at. And I walked by and from the sound of the women's accent, they sounded to be somewhere from Europe. And I heard when one said to the other, oh my, he must be an African diplomat. <laughs> and I looked back like, well, who the hell am I talking to? Who are they speaking about? And I looked back, and, and sure enough, they were looking at me. Dry, uh, drawers dropped, just like, just like they said he must be an African diplomat. And that was the single moment where I realized, oh, okay. And I would do experiments after that. Of course, I would go on the bus and I'd wear wife beater with my slippers and my basketball shorts, and I'd get the clutching of the purses. And the other days when I had my presentation, I would wear my suit and tie, and I'd get the good mornings and the nods and the hellos. And it's crazy. And bizarre as it was for me to experience, that was the moment where I really understood the importance of self-presentation and how far that could take you. And if you ever need help instilling those values up at the educational facility that you are over, feel free to call us here at tweet for
1: me. Absolutely. because life is about your own brand. Mm-hmm. Your brand is how the world sees you, so they see you in one context in your suit. They see you in a lot of contexts as probably a thief mm-hmm. or a robber. So it's so you present yourself. I, I say to the young men, if you're walking on the road and your hair is not groomed, your shirt is out of your pants, you have your rag hanging from your back pocket, yep. right away you're gonna be stereotyped. And it's reality. It's the true if you're living in North America, you'd have been stereotyped immediately. On the other side, if you are looking the part in terms of like a student, well-dressed, persons will look at you differently. Of course. You are representing yourself and you're representing the institution. How you represent yourself depends on what we at the institution instill within you as well. Mm -hmm. So we want them to understand that how the world sees them is their own brand. And that goes with them throughout Every life. control. Definitely. As
0: you go through your daily lives, your daily life, I'm sure, we're, I, I believe, I think it's, we're all a work in progress. Absolutely. What is one characteristic or value as an individual that you would say, hmm, I could do a little better with that. <laughs> for me, it's, I'll tell you this. For me, it's it's showing... And exercising empathy, a little bit more empathy and a
1: bit more patience. Okay. You know, there's two things that I've always said I need to change about me. I think the first one is my inability to say no. Because I'm always trying to help people. At the end of the day, I find myself in challenging situation, because I always... Of course you would want to help people. So that I am working on. Okay. And I think the second one would be, you know, having more faith in people. Because sometimes I know things should be done a particular way. And I expect it to be done a particular way. But persons have other ways of doing it. Of course. It. But I expect it to be done my way. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to change, to appreciate people more for what they bring to the table. Okay. You take what you have, we can explore it, and we can use it rather than imposing my own way of doing things. So those are really the two things that I'm, I have been working on. Okay. I think I'm doing a better job now. But I think I want to eliminate them as much as possible. Right. Not that I'm not going to try to continue to help people. Of course, but not to the detriment of myself, but most importantly, try to understand person for what they have, the talent they have, what they are taking to the table, and incorporate that into defining what the outcome would be. Is there a
0: characteristic that you would see? you value most in people? If you could pick one characteristic
1: that you really value or look for, in a what you would be? I, I, I think I like people who are respectful. My, my own parents grow me to be very respectful, not just to my elders, but to persons I come in contact with. So that's one thing that I'd love to see in almost everyone. I mean, you walk into an office, You say, good morning. You, you are leaving. Good afternoon. So for me, it's all about persons having respect for each other. And as you said earlier, having respect for self, because if you have no respect for self, then that's all of that is out the door. You're not going to have respect for people. So for me,
0: that would be it. You've spoke more than once very highly of your parents role did they play in the man that you become? Have you always had two parents, both
1: parents? Up until last year. Okay. My parents have always been my role models. As kids growing up, my brother and my sister, they have always ensured that we get the best possible education that exists. Mm -hmm. My parents weren't rich. But at the end of the day, they did their daily hard work to ensure that we can get to school. Not on an empty stomach, but we can get to school and we can gain that quality education that is expected. My parents ensure that once you get home, assignments are done. My parents are the sort of parents that if you get home, and there's a pen or a pencil in the bag that does not belong to you, mm. you're going to take it back tomorrow. My parents ensured that within the community that we live, my house was the, the yard that everybody would come and play. Okay. So you know that if it's dinner time, that your dinner is going to be shortened because it's going to be shared between everybody, for everyone. And, and that's just how my parents are. I mean, everybody in the community looked up and respected both my parents. I lost my mom last year, but the values that she has instilled in me, I'll never forget. Because if it wasn't for both my parents, I'd not have been here today.
0: Principal Francis, thank you so much for your candid and honest interview. To whom much is given, much is definitely required. You heard it here first from the principal of the technical and vocational institute here in uh, the British Virgin Islands. Principal Andy Francis. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching the Art of a Distinguished Gentleman.